This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club just by listening. You're a member. My name is Colin Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyrely. And we are still reading Warbreaker. That's okay, though. We really like this book, so it's fine. But eventually, it will end. And it will change, guys. Okay, do you guys remember last episode, if you listened all the way to the end, I shared something very briefly and then left you hanging because who doesn't love cliffhangers? Um, <laughs> but I, we said we had an announcement and we do have an announcement. It's very exciting. So, um, you want to hear it? You yeah. ready, Colton? Oh, do Colton want to hear it? Colton wants to hear it. I thought <laughs> you were asking the audience. I'm like, I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> Colton already knows the announcement, obviously, but yeah. we have decided our next book. So, yeah. That's, whoa, oh, sorry. <laughs> Colton had no reaction. Oh, let's roll it. That's what, sorry. That's the best cheering I have. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Anyways, yeah. So we have our our next book. So we are going to be reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King. So if you don't know who he is, <laughs> then you are a little bit out yeah. because this book. Okay, so Stephen King. If you know Stephen King, he's a horror author, which doesn't necessarily entirely fit into fantasy. But this book. So this is his newest book. It just came out in 2022, and it's very new. And I have read it. I read it over um, Christmas, like around Christmas. I got it for like Christmas and. So I've read it, and Colton has not, so that'll be fine. A little change of pace. A little switcheroozy. Yeah. Um, but this book is a little bit different because it's got some of his horror in it, but it's a dark fantasy novel. So it is considered, like I looked it up. To make it sure. It is considered, yes, just to double check, it is considered a fantasy novel. It's a dark fantasy. Um, and I figured it was because it's, it's got a lot of fantasy things in it. Yeah, elements. Um, yes, but I'm very excited. I think it's a pretty good book. Um, probably. What would you rate it? Okay, out of five? Yeah. Um, I'd probably give it a 4.5 out of five. That's not bad. Yeah, I, like I that. think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, there were a couple things that I not I didn't dislike it. Like I, I really did like it. I thought it was really good. It's quite a long book, and there's a lot in it. Um, some It's kind of like, I mean, there's just a couple things that you kind of have to understand a little bit of the background. Yeah. Like of fairy tales, hence the name. Um, but buy but, that book. Yes, you go buy it. It's very good. Um, be I actually ready. think reading it with us, I think, will be really fun because there's, like I said, there were some sections in it that I was like, oh, that's like, like the fairy tale stuff that yeah. I don't necessarily 100% understand. So reading it and discussing it with Colin, I think, will be really good because we'll we can discuss you, the little things. We'll give you as much background as we can muster. <laughs> I think it'll be good, though. It was. It was a pretty good book. I liked it. Stephen King's a popular author. Um, I like a lot of his books, actually, and this is probably not my favorite book of his, but one of the best ones that I've read so far. So get that book. Make sure you have it, because we are we are winding down on this one. We have five weeks left of this yes. one, which isn't really that short, but, but we're, we'll keep reminding you. Yeah. Make sure you get it, have it ready, uh, and also just be aware. It's, it's a very similar length to this book we're currently reading. Yes. It's bigger because it's printed bigger, but uh-huh. it, it, it's, it's a similar it's length It's a thick time-wise. book, but it's... It's and it's also really pretty. If you get the book, you should if you have the opportunity buy the actual like hardback okay. cover, like the actual printed book of it because at the start of every chapter there's a drawing that kind of like it's kind of a spoiler for the chapter, but it's just <laughs> I mean, you don't just by looking at the draw, drawing you wouldn't know what what's happened, but it goes along with each chapter and they are very pretty. Like the drawings are so beautiful and I think I'll probably 
you know, for those of you who have the book, maybe discuss the drawing briefly at the beginning of each chapter. Just because I think they're really pretty and I think they should get some kind of recognition. Some love. Because I think the artist did a really good job. And it's so different because you don't typically see that in, you know, regular full-length novels. You wouldn't typically see any kind of drawings or things like that. So I just thought it was really pretty. Yep. Um, but it's it's a good book. I liked it. Now onto the book we're currently reading. Yes. Um. Yeah. This week we read chapters 44, 45, and 46. Yes, so we did. So make sure you have those read. Unlike me, when we sat down to record, <laughs> we, just we sat down and Corin, uh, Corin, <laughs> Colton <laughs> goes, okay, so we read 44 and 45. And I'm like, nope, we read 44, 45 and 46. So we had a nice little pause so I can go read. You wouldn't know that though. You would have no idea. Because I'm a great editor, but I felt like outing myself because I had a suspicion Sydney would if I didn't. <laughs> uh, so we're going to hop right... I wasn't right going to, actually. I was just going to pretend it never happened. Oh, sorry. So you did that to yourself. I did it to myself. We're going <laughs> to hop right in to chapter 44. Yeah. This is a chapter that Sydney would have loved to have. I love it. <laughs> um. So they it is it is Siri and Susa Braun. Seb. Big Seb. <laughs> I love that nickname. I that's what I write every time now because God King and Susa Braun are both so long. I just write Seb. Seb. Um, so Siri and Seb eat, uh, have made it a tradition now that every night uh, after she does her bouncing moaning act, they get a get a uh, meal delivered. It cracks me out because he just watches her do this. Yeah, every night. He's <laughs> unsure what it means, but he's not going to interject. He's the god. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, she, he's eating a lot of desserts. So Siri says like, Hey, you're going to get fat. And he's like, nah, that's not how it works. Nah, God's, God's <laughs> bodies don't really change. They get to the ideal state and they just kind of stay there. Yeah. Um, uh, she says she wants to corrupt Susbron and that she's only kind of half kidding about that, uh, because she believes that Susbron is too obedient. Uh, but he, he makes a good point when he says it's kind of hard to be disobedient when I have hundreds of people all the time watching what I do. Like, it's, yeah. it's, there's not really a time where He's I can got a sneak fair away. Point. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I, he basically says, don't be mad. I have something to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I have I have talked to my priests. Um, yeah, he didn't reveal anything like big about like their relationship. They just right know there. that he knows how to write now. Yeah. No, he used the he used the script. They already knew. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You're right. So the Never only thing mind. he revealed to them was that uh, he wanted to. He was trying to figure out what happens when a god king dies, uh-huh. um, or like when a when a new god is born. What happened to his father? Why the gods died? Uh, and he asked a bunch of times, and they just kept pushing him, brushing. They him gave off. him very vague answers. Yep. Uh, and Siri actually is, says good about that because she does. She is a little bit like. <sighs> about it but also she realizes that she had just instructed him to be more impulsive and so she couldn't get mad at him for them being more impulsive yeah um he also basically tells her that he's starting to believe yep. what she's saying finally which woohoo yay yeah. finally thinks he could be a uh, story uh i wait one second yeah sorry he finally believes that they could be right uh that people around him are acting weird and stuff um and they decided that it must be about the breath. Yeah. Uh, and Hoyd's story kind of confirms that. Like he Hoyd, when his in his story, talked about breath as like a heirloom that they uh-huh. that they would pass down. And so it it kind of is talked about as a breath. And so I have a dramatic reading right here Woo-hoo. to do. Because of the direction this chapter goes, we thought dramatic readings could get pretty awkward between Sydney and I. So <laughs> as yeah. as a way to hopefully rectify that, Sydney is gonna be playing the God King Woo-hoo. and I will be playing Siri. I get to play Seb. Yeah. <laughs> Use your best God King voice. (laughs) Okay, you ready, guys? Ready. 
In one of the children's stories in my book, he wrote, there is a magic sword. A young boy is given it by his father, and it turns out the sword was a heirloom, the symbol of kingship in the land. What are you saying? Siri said. Perhaps the entire monarchy of Helendron is nothing more than a way to guard the breath. The only way to safely pass breath between individuals and generations is to use people as hosts. So they create a dynasty of god kings who could hold the treasure and pass it from father to son. Siri nodded slowly. That would mean that the god king is more of a vessel than I am. A sheath for a magic weapon. Exactly, Susiban wrote, hand moving quickly. They had to make my family kings because of how much breath was in that treasure. And they had to give it to a returned. Otherwise, their king and their gods might have competed for power. Perhaps. It seems awfully convenient that the god king always bears a stillborn son who becomes returned. She trailed off. Susiban saw it too. Unless the next god king isn't really the son of the current one, he wrote handshaking slightly that's a big revelation that is a big revelation that's a so a couple things in that one one susbron himself is like maybe this whole religion is a farce was my uh Bron, was my sub voice good it was good <laughs> i was trying to kind of talk a good. little slower than i typically talk because i feel like when we, he's writing we both talk fast on the show oh, i talk real fast anyway uh All the time. I'm sorry. so their whole Halindrian religion could just be a farce. Could just be made up. Just, <laughs> just all of it. And yeah, also, not great. Uh, it kind of breaks uh, Susbron's heart to think that uh, his mom was probably likely not actually his mom. That's so sad. Uh, it was likely uh, some other woman who was the wife of the current god king raising this person. Yeah. Uh, and they also have a theory. And they're all saying that this is all speculation. They don't actually know any of this. That there already has been a stillborn baby yes. who has returned. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they so desperately want Ceciliana uh, to now be pregnant. And so that they can give birth, swap the babies, continue on with life. Okay, I was going to ask, do they swap the babies? Or what do they do with Ceres' child? Do they kill Ceres' child? What do they do with it? Because, I mean, if the baby is stillborn, the mother probably just assumes the baby's dead. But we, like, the priest or whoever knows that, you know, or maybe not, but... I just I want I was just thinking about that before you said that I wonder if they actually swap them or if they just kill Siri's child. I have a couple of things to say about that. Or can Siri even have children? Because oh, with God because King. Because no, doesn't she, Siri think at one point? Well, maybe the God King can't have children. Yeah, because the, the the pregnancy involves the God King. Uh-huh. So the idea that sh- that if returned can't get pregnant. And the God King is just a return that holds breath. He also shouldn't be able to get her pregnant. Yeah. But my theory is they can. All of them can. But okay. they don't want them doing that. And so only the God King is allowed to see human women do that. So get. I wonder if they just can't get each other pregnant. Maybe. That, I mean, that would have to be because she... Uh, we know Blush Weaver Blush would be pregnant right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other things. One... Uh, they would have to deal with Sydney's child. Sydney, oh my gosh, they would have to deal with Siri's <laughs> child because Siri's child would have the royal locks. Yeah, so they would have to get rid of that child. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they, they later on they theorize that maybe the mother of the stillborn is the one who like is brought to the castle to raise the like. Yeah, maybe they know because the the then the god king and the god king's wife die after the new king is born. So mm-hmm. it's possible they just kill both of those people and let the old mother raise the new god king. Um, anyway. How she brings up a Siri brings up a good point. How can an infant return in a way that is heroic? Yeah, that's a really good question. How can they die? Sorry, in a way that was heroic, so they will return. Uh-huh. There's no way an infant can do that. So it it, it must not be related to the way you die. Susan Brown has no idea. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, 
Seb brings up a good point. He says, uh, why would they bother passing the breath on? Mm -hmm. uh, just give it to a dude. And they have a couple of theories about maybe it's because like he, uh, once they start getting like, re rebellious, they'll pass it. So like once you ask questions, we, we have to get rid of you kind of a deal. Yeah. Because uh, realistically, there's no real way to, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keep it alive forever. Mm -hmm. uh, Seb is very sad because his mother wouldn't be his mother if what they think is true. Uh, yeah, it's it's also he he also talks about how his mother is the only person to ever have loved him, mm -hmm. and so it's pretty it's pretty upsetting to think that it actually might have not been his mother. It might have been just a woman whose job it was to raise him. Yeah. Um, and I have another dramatic reading. This chapter, wow. by the way, be aware. This chapter, I have quite a few. <laughs> Uh, because a lot of stuff happens, and also it's cute. It is. This, this chapter may be my new favorite. It's very love. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. You'll see what happens here in a bit. So so once again, it's going to be me reading for Siri and <laughs> Sydney reading for Susa Braun. My father was often frustrated with me, Siri said, but he did love me, does love me. He wanted me to do what they thought was right. And well, the more time I spend in Hel Helendron, the more I wish I had listened to him, at least a little bit. Ridger's my older brother. I was always getting him into trouble. He was the heir, and I had him thoroughly corrupted, at least until he got old enough to appreciate his duties. He's a little like you, very kind-hearted, always trying to do what is right. He didn't eat as many sweets, though. Susabron smiled faintly, squeezing her shoulder. Between us is Fafin, but I didn't really know her that well. She joined a monastery when I was still quite young, and I was glad. It's seen as a duty and interest to, to provide at least one child for the monasteries. They're the ones who grow the food for the needy and take care of things that need to be done around the city. Pruning, washing, painting, anything of, of service. He reached over. A little like a king, he wrote. Living a life to serve others. Sure, Siri said. Only they don't get locked up and they can stop doing it if they want. Either way, I'm glad it was Fafin and not me. I would have gone crazy living as a monk. They have to be pious all the time and are supposed to be the least ostentatious in the city. So so I chose this for a very specific reason. Why is that? But he does love me. No, he doesn't! <laughs> he <laughs> likes your sister, and so he was willing to you kill really you. You read that entire thing just for that one little section? It was also very cute, and it's good to like actually see like yeah. her relationship with her with family, her family understanding them. Um, but that I heard that and it enraged me enough to like, <laughs> I want to talk, I want to establish this point that <laughs> that's funny. he can be a father who will say he loves her and I'm sure he's showing his love, but that's not how a father should be. And it makes me so mad. That's <laughs> yeah, my entire thing. That's fair. Uh, also, he mentions that her, he noticed that her hair is changing less Yeah, uh, and she's learning to control it so that she can be a better like uh, uh, pol politi politician. Yes. Uh, and so that was cool. Uh, and Siri then talks about her relationship with Vivenna and she talks about how she has like a bitter yet super loving relationship with Vivenna. Like she feels bitter towards her in like the fact that she was perfect. Yes. But she does actually love her sister because her sister was per like her sister was a great sister. Uh huh. But it just annoyed her that it she kept her out of trouble. It, was, it annoyed her that Siri could never have been that perfect. I wonder what would have what will happen when Siri and Vivenna meet up again. I wonder. Uh oh! Like wait for later. We'll theorize Siri, about how they're okay. gonna react to each other. I just want to know how Siri is gonna react. I have 
One more dramatic reading. Woo! This one I chose specifically because I knew Sydney yeah. would like it. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> and so, uh, for a third time, this one's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, the God King, and Sydney is once again going to be doing woo, woo. the God King. After a few minutes, he pulled his arm away and wrote again awkwardly, erasing first. I was wrong, you know. About what? About one of the things I said earlier. I wrote that my mother was the only person to ever show me love and kindness. That's not true. There's been another. He stopped writing and looked at her. Then he glanced at the board again. You didn't have to show me kindness, he wrote. You could have hated me for taking you from your family and your homeland. Instead, you taught me to read, befriended me, loved me. He stared at her. She stared at him. Then, hesitant, he leaned down and kissed her. Oh dear. Siri thought, a dozen objections popping into her head. She found it difficult to move, to resist, to do anything. Anything other than kiss him back. She felt hot. She knew that they needed to stop, lest the priesthood get exactly what they were waiting for. She understood all these things, yet those objections began to seem less and less rational as she kissed him. Woo! <laughs> uh, and they could go all the way. Touchdown! They did it. They bang. Yeah, um... It's just funny because she's literally thinking about the fact that we shouldn't be doing this because then the priests are going to get exactly what we want. But yeah. we're going to do it anyways. I yeah. told you. I was right. They bang. They do. But, they, they get hot and steamy. They bang. Gosh. <laughs> They're so cute because, like, at this one point, he's he just pauses because he doesn't know what to do. And so she just shows him. Well, I assume. I don't know. Read me that part. I forget that. It says, sorry. I'm sorry. She shows him? Well, okay. It says... Over here, sweetheart. <laughs> what? It says... He paused, obviously uncertain what to do next. Sarah looked up at him, breathing heavily, then pulled him down and kissed him again, feeling her hair bleed a deep, passionate red. At that point, she stopped caring about anything else. Susan Brown didn't know what to do, but she did. <laughs> <laughs> she did show him. Exactly. Okay. You believe me. I... <sighs> Mm, it's so awkward, Sydney, talking about this, but it's good for them. You know, they love each other. Gosh, they do. They've literally, oh gosh, they're, they're so probably, cute. He's probably shooting blanks, so it's probably not a big risk, right, realistically? Why would you say that? My issue is I have a suspicion the priesthood will know. I have a suspicion the priesthood has known she's been faking it the whole time, and somehow they'll be like, Oh, now we can pretend she's pregnant. She will think she's pregnant. If we can somehow for like fake Maybe. on her pregnancy, we can then make her believe she is pregnant. That is my theory guess. about this. That's a good theory. Uh, other theories. You had a theory earlier you'd like to talk about? Oh, how the reaction, re the oh, relationship yeah, yeah. will be? Oh, that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, that that was the end of the chapter. It's where it ends. Um, Sorry about the the magnitude of dramatic readings this chapter. We 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 it was a fun chapter though. Yeah, it was good. We're probably gonna have some more throughout this this reading too. So yeah, this just seems to be a very dramatic reading episode very true very um true. but i was just gonna say that i because i had said that i wondered what would happen when vivenna and siri meet again assuming they do and neither one of them dies <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true, true. Good point i just wonder how siri's gonna react and how vivenna's gonna react because they've both changed a lot throughout this book they kind of swapped a little bit yes but i i think that um i think it'll be good for both of them to like see each other and realize how much they've changed and that they were more alike than they thought they were. More like each other. Yeah. And I think I think that'll like make their then grow a little bit closer. Yeah. I think it's good 
I, that genuinely it's, it's kind of feels like a walk a mile in my shoes kind of thing that got going yeah. on where it's like I was the political one and I was the rambunctious rebel. Yeah. R- rebel? I rebel. Do, <laughs> I do think I do think it'll be good for Ravenna to see Siri and realize that Siri is not as She's chilling. Well, she's also not as weak and in need of protection as Ravenna and everyone else seems yeah. to think. And so I think it'll be good for Vivenna to see that. And I also think it'll be good for Siri to see that Vivenna is not perfect because she compares herself to Vivenna a lot. Yeah. And so I think it'll be good to see that too. Siri is kicking butt and taking names. Literally. Squeezing butt and taking names. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any way to make that an innuendo because that's what she did this chapter. The best I can think of was squeezing butt uh, and taking names. That's so weird. That's a, I mean, I was trying. You, you get the point. This this yes, chapter yeah. this chapter is the chapter of innuendo. So I was trying to I was trying to figure out a way to make it work. But that's funny. All right, now it's time to move on to Sydney's chapter, chapter forty five. Yeah. So this chapter, I'm going to do something a little special. Oh. I'm going to start it off with a dramatic reading. Whose perspective? Uh, Light song. Okay. Go this ahead. is from Light Song's perspective. You guys ready? Ready. That night. Light Song dreamed of the teller burning, of the God King dead, and of soldiers in the streets, of lifeless killing people in colorful clothing, and of a black sword. That is the chapter. All done. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was chapter 45. <laughs> so when planning this week, I made a whoopsie, and I had marked this chapter down as a 26-minute chapter. And 23, when, actually. Sorry. In reality, it was a 23-second chapter. Yeah. And so this week, we only read about 40 minutes of book instead of an hour of well, that's book. That's part of the reason we're doing a lot of dramatic readings today, just because. Fill time. Yeah. But uh, um, we thought it would be funny to dramatic read the whole chapter. Yeah, so <laughs> if you skip this week, you're one third of the way. One of the three chapters has been read to you. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, That's the only time I hope that we ever read a full chapter to you. <laughs> all right. though, so genuinely theories. Well, we know. Okay. The sword has to be ni- night blood. So we. Th- this is funny because he still doesn't believe they're prof- prophetic fully, but he doesn't know about li- night blood. No. We do. Yes. So we know that it's at least partially prophetic yes. because he's dreaming about a thing he doesn't know about that we know exists. Uh-huh. Um, I'm guessing I kind of get the vibes that the God King being dead. When the, when this says of the God, he dreams of the God King being dead and soldiers in the streets. I get the vibes that what's going to happen is, or what is like prophesied, what light song is seeing that's going to happen yeah. is, that the something's going to happen with Siri and the God King and the thing with the baby. Something's going to happen there, and it's like not going to work. Like whatever they do to, to get him, a, like to have a baby or like to bring a baby in or whatever, it's just something's going to go wrong there. Yeah, and the God King's going to end up dead because they killed him before they could get the baby in. Or you something. really think he's going to die? Hold on, listen, listen. Okay. Sorry. I'm just saying this is what could happen. I'm not saying I don't think he's going to die. Oh, it's like I just Doctor think Strange. this is what this is what um something needs to happen in the story for this prophecy to not come true. But I think this is mm. what Light Song's prophecy means. Okay, then okay. what do you think? What do you think? Is no, listen, happen? listen. Oh. I'm not done yet. <laughs> uh, sorry, um, but I think that the God King in Light Song's prophecy, if whatever you know, Light Song and Siri or whatever don't stop this, I think what's going to happen is the God King is going to die. But they're not going to have a new god king, and they're going to blame an Idrian on it. So they're going to blame Siri on it or some other Idrians. And so that is going to cause a war between, like, the Helendrian and the Idrians. Because the Helendrian people are not going to think that an Idrian killed their god king. And so obviously they're going to be upset about it, and they're going to go to war with 
Idris. Mm-hmm. That is my thought. Mm-hmm. That's why I think the God King will be dead. You have a theory and about how lifeless it- people would be killing others. Though this says lifeless people killing killing people in colorful clothing, which is a little that would be interesting. That's what I was. It's a little interesting, mm. but unless the lifeless go crazy, maybe the lifeless go crazy. Or what maybe a what a theory. Actually, Sydney. actually, no, no, no. Maybe those lifeless that he's seeing are the lifeless that all mother and. Lights on command. Oh, not and all they mother. command. All mother's on on his team, kind of. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and oh, like they, they command them to attack, them to other? attack the other, the the hundred people that are fighting. So basically, mm. they go to the Idris side, and the life though their lifeless are now attacking Helendrans. Oh, and then Nightblood we know obviously would be the Black Sword. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure Vasho will be involved in whatever kind of war happens and so, and so we'll dance, or Nightblood would be there so we'll dance and Siri and Vivenna they'll all be there yeah okay but that's my be, theory for this chapter I hope the God King doesn't die uh, moving on to. to chapter 46 the one I just read I, it's fresh in my mind let's get to it yep uh, it's a Vivenna chapter and she hates eating fish it opens with her eating fish and she hates it and that yeah. I, I that's it uh, she's in a room. That's the entire chapter. Yep. She hates fish. It's, that's the, <laughs> I kidding. actually just read it for you. Uh, the, every word, that's all it says. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no. Kidding. Vasher had bought them a room that she's in, uh, and he's not there currently. He's gone doing something. Uh, and she's exhausted, but she's, like, having trouble to sleep uh, because uh, she just – she basically, she said she's so exhausted it's hard to sleep, which I've never had. Um, yeah. But she's been going from, like, Idrian to Idrian trying to convince him that war is inevitable uh, – sorry, is evitable, is avoidable. Um, and she loves actually like meeting the Idrians that still think of themselves as Idrians who still like, like follow Astra and they believe in themselves as Idrians. Uh, she also decided to trust Vasher because she has to trust somebody. So she decided that. Cause remember last time, last chapter, she was kind of basically learning to trust him and like accepting that she had no other choice. Yep. Uh, and uh, Vasher seems to give respect to Vivenna because Vivenna was willing to give so much energy and effort into this endeavor. Yes. Vasher seems to like, actually kind of respect that uh, behavior. Uh, and she's also trying to avoid thinking about like her own identity uh, because uh, she doesn't know who like she can be or who she can't be. And uh, if you're tired of dramatic reading, sucks to be you because here comes another one about this. Oh my this. gosh, so many. Who was she? How did she define herself? Now that everything she had and everything she tried has collapsed around her, she couldn't be Vivenna the confident princess anymore. That person was dead, left behind in that cellar with Parlin's corpse. Her confidence had come from naivete. She knew how easily she had been played. She knew the cost of ignorance, and she had glimpsed the grim truth of real poverty. Yet, she also couldn't be that woman, the waif of the streets, the thief, the beaten down wench. That wasn't her. She felt as if those weeks had been a dream, brought on by the stress of isolation and trauma of her betrayal, fueled by becoming a drab and being suffocated by disease. To pretend that was the real her would be to parody those who truly lived on the streets, the people she'd hidden among and tried to imitate. Good job, Vivenna. I know. Understanding that you can't be who you were once you've changed. Yes. That's a that's a weird humanity thing that I like about this chapter is she and also understanding I can't be sorry for myself and pretend like I am a poor woman who lives in the streets. Uh-huh. That would be to imitate those who actually have to struggle through this. I am a queen, I am rich. I spent most of my life being rich and I am back to being protected and fed and yes. uh well liked. So it's like it's I, I appreciate her self-reflection in this chapter. 
That's the entire thing yeah. I was wanted to say about that was I I this this self reflection is a thing that all humans should go through. And if you're it's a person, something who hasn't she done definitely this, needed. Vivena needed. Oh, 100 percent. She needed to like. I mean, it's awful that she went through that, but yeah. it's definitely taught her a lot, and I think that's been good for her. Yeah. Uh, and I think all people should go through this reflection occasionally. Yeah. Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I like represent? When people see me, what do they think about me? I think that's a good thing for humans to do. Yes. Um, so she decides she's going to go on a walk and she walks out and she's not in the slums nor like the rich city. Yes. And also this is something that I found really interesting. She said there's enough color to be comforting. Yeah. So she finds color comforting now, which, which is, is interesting. A big change for Miss I guess Ravenna. when you have that much breath. Yeah. I'm sure um, it is. She she understands that the way she acted was not humble she, in her attempts to be humble. Uh, she she was not being humble, and actually she was far less humble than a colorful skirt would be. Yeah, like she was. Uh, uh, she realizes that she brought her faith too far, and it started instead of being for the people, started harming people, and started being about like the performance. Uh-huh. And I think this is an allegory for for real religion. And this is this is not a dramatic read, but this is like a quote from the book, like a short little quote. I think it's a good allegory for like real world religions, and it's. Yet she was beginning to think that she had, along with many others, had taken this belief too far, letting her desire to seem humble become a form of pride itself. She saw that uh, that when her faith had become about clothing instead of people, it had taken a wrong turn. Yeah. I think that's a great thing that for most religions because a lot yes. of religions like fall into that uh-huh. category. Anyway, I don't just to- like the fact of that she's recognizing she is too focused on the things that don't actually matter. The performance. The that, yes. She should be more focused. And I think everyone does this, whether you're religious or not. I do think yeah. this isn't everyone kind of does this. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people do It's do very this. hard to avoid. And it's, yes, it is hard to avoid. No matter what your faiths are, no matter what you believe, it's hard to avoid not, you know, kind of almost worshiping like things that don't actually matter versus like, or like, Trying to protect things that don't really matter versus protect people and like be kind to people and things like that. Doing good things for the karma points people will see you doing a good thing uh-huh. is kind of like that's kind of like the thing here. It's I was being so, so humble so everyone can see just how humble I was. Yes. How disgusted I was by this. I was doing that so everyone knew. Uh-huh. And that's a performance and it's 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 not real. Yeah, it's not actually benefiting anybody. anybody. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, uh she decides she wants to learn to awaken. Uh, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, I mean, if you have that much breath, you ought to ought to learn how to use it. In my opinion, <laughs> uh, all she was sure of is that she doesn't want to be helpless. She she wants to be competent in what she does. Yeah. Um, and so Vasher has been teaching her the basics, uh, and she has to like focus. Basically, in awakening, you have to focus on it. That's something she talks about. How she's like the intent of what you want it to do as much is as important as like the words and the color. Like you have to like be able. It's like flexing a muscle. They keep describing it. Yes, as. Like, you have to be able to like think about it and it, do it. Um, uh, she tried. She put her hand on a tree to take the color from the tree, but instead, it took it from her shirt. She's waking a rope to hold things. At first, it holds her hand, mm-hmm. and she can't get it off of her hand, so she yes. then withdraws her breath. Uh, and then she tries hold that branch and it works and it takes all the color from her pants and now she's wearing a completely gray outfit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she when she withdraw, withdraws her breath, it doesn't shock her system like it used to. Yes, because she it's only a couple seconds. Yeah, and so she's trying to figure out a command to like hold when I want you to. Don't hold yeah. now. And Vasher appears behind her, startling her, and teaches her the 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 uh, phrase hold when thrown. Mm-hmm. So then she threw it at the branch and the, immediately the rope grabbed the branch and she was like, that's useful. And he said, is it? And she's like, what do you mean? He says, get the rope back. And she realizes she threw it in a place she cannot get it back. Yeah. Uh, so he uses night blood and pulls the branch down so that she can um, 
Grab it. Okay. Back from the brand. You know what's interesting to me that I noticed? What? Vavena must know that Nightbot has a name because throughout this entire chapter, instead of because every time Vavena's been around Nightbot before, she refers the book refers to Nightbot as the sword or that whatever. Sword. But now this chapter, it's always referred to as Nightblood. I so I wonder if she actually knows the name or if that's just, like, we all know who it is at this yeah. point. So whether the author just decided to yeah, go about calling him Nightblood or what? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, but it's true. She must somehow know either he told her the name. Maybe he could have told her the name of the sword, to be honest. Maybe. Um, anyway, uh, he, he realizes that she's drawing a crowd. She's like, how am I drawing a crowd? He says, who in... Helendrin wears gray clothing. Yeah, uh, so the, remember all of her clothes. Yeah. clothes are um her waking clothing makes her stand are out. Gray now. He asks her why all of a sudden, as a follower of Ostra, she'd be okay with awakening, and she, I, I forget her reasoning. Uh, but he's like, oh, that makes sense. It was weird to me that Ostraism just gave up uh, awakening after the many war, and yeah. he said it with such confidence and like knowledge of the fact that that happened that she was like not even willing to question it. Which yeah. is weird because that was three hundred years ago. But it's so it's weird that he kind of just seems to know exactly so, about that detail. Ravenna's reasoning is apparently she says she's she says I'm not a very good Indrian and I might as well learn to use what I have, mm. which is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go back in the house and uh, he offers her another chunk of squid. Apparently, yeah. And uh, she's like, I don't. I'm okay. Why? I don't like fish. And he seems like genuinely. I've been feeding it to you for five days. Yeah. He seems kind of offended. Yeah. I've been feeding you five days. Yeah. You ate it every time. And she goes, I'm dependent on you. Like, I, you need to, I, I think the, the poor Vivetta coming out where it's like, you were giving me food. I'm going to eat the food. I don't have any other options for food. Yeah. So I'm not going to complain about it. Um, but it almost seemed like he was. Um, kind of upset about it. Like that he would have been willing to give her other food if yeah. he had known she wouldn't like it. Like, it seems like it almost hurt his feelings that she wasn't, she wasn't trusting enough to tell him that she doesn't like the food he was eating. Uh-huh. Though, um, to be fair, I can't really blame her because I feel like if I was. I was in her situation. I would do the same. I'd be like, well, you're giving me free food. I don't think I have any right to complain about it. Yep. I completely agree. Uh, she really wants him to teach her awakening. Uh, and so he gives her a whole lecture. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lecture. About there, biochromatic aura. There are four types of biochromatic entities. Yes. They involve the first type. Type ones, he calls them, are the are the um, returned. Mm-hmm. They are uh, mindful Dead hosts that were that are natural com- entities that return. I love his little names for each thing. Yeah, type two are the lifeless, mindless dead hosts that yeah. are awakened by external forces instead of natural forces. Uh-huh. Type three, awakened things, mindless, uh, non like mindless objects, objects that have at one point been alive that yes. come to life. Um, and then he doesn't quite tell about four yet. Uh, he does say that you should think about awakening instead of as filling up a glass of water, a certain amount of certain amount of breath, and then it opens. Yeah. As, uh, as then it works as uh, beating down a door. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It takes different amount of effort to beat down different doors, but once the door is open, they do mostly the same thing. Yeah, it is kind of interesting to me because the reason Vivenna asked about Type Four is because of Night Blood, and Vasher won't tell her like he literally was like that's enough we're done i'm not telling you like don't ask again yeah and i, I just haven't gotten there yet i'm sorry I'm, i'll get there sydney i'm sorry spoiler alert uh Gosh, we were talking about the different types chill but as i said they haven't said about for type four yet you know. uh bio is complicated they don't really know exactly how it works it's a lot of like trial and error um but there si- are people who have tried and succeeded and then died with 
with their success of the, with their yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, simple commands are two words long. Uh, there are complicated, complicated two words long, but most commands that are easy to do and take little breath is like hold things, grab that, run around, like twist. Protect me up. is a hard one. That's two. Yeah, but then there are two words that are hard, like protect me, because that's com- that's many different commands that are combined into two words. Yes. Um, she also thinks about the fact that most of her, uh, most of his appearance is for show. He's incredibly smart and competent and like good at everything he's doing, and yeah. he intentionally comes off as a little like homeless. You can't like like <laughs> that's funny, grimy, unshaven man. Yeah. Uh, type four. Are they finally talk about it? She says so. Mindful. Recently dead, mindless. Recently dead, mindless. Organic. Can you make a sentient, a sentient object? And he gets rolled offensive and yeah. refuses to acknowledge her. Well, we know that Nightblood is sentient because he can talk. That that was the theory. Yeah, he is a sentient object. How do you make a sentient object? I have no idea. Make a guess. That's a theory. Well, my theory is that I don't know. <laughs> make a guess. Who did it? How'd they do it? Um, you make an object, like just a normal object, okay? Yeah. And then you do some special little fancy little command that gives them life. Yeah. It makes them sentient. Well, have you noticed something? I have something to ask you. What? So you think Nightblood is awakened. You think he's an awakened sword somehow. Yes. Well, he's got breath of some sort. What's right? he made out of? Like metal? Is what you mean? From the very first chapter... It's established that metal has never been alive and therefore cannot be awakened. That's true. How, like, there's something interesting about Nightblood. That's true. I actually do. I, I, I am curious. I thought about this the other day. Um, we've talked about. You've talked about the fact that Nightblood is in other Brandon Sanderson books. Yes. Which confuses me, because if he is in other books, how is he in this one? Do the other his other books have breath as well? Is it like a common thing, or is this like just a this book thing? Or also, I had said before that I thought Nightblood maybe was made for Vasher specifically. But if Vasher's not in any other books, then why would Nightblood be around? And I just yes, I have okay. That's I all. have a couple things to say about the world hopping that his Brandon Sanderson's books do, and it's kind of the logic that everyone who reads the books takes, and it's it's best not to think about it too much. Oh, so I'm just thinking about yeah, it too hard. It's, best, it's, 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 it's kind of the idea of if their magic works, their magic works everywhere, but the other places don't necessarily need to like know how to use it. But the idea is if it if their magic, if it's already happened, it'll continue to happen. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea. And just so you know, also Vasher does appear in other books. Oh, okay. He does also world hop occasionally. Okay. Not a lot, but he does. Interesting. Um, so anyway, he could, so Nightboat's still probably made for Vasher. Vasher bought Vavena a dueling blade. What did you just say? Vasher Bob Vavetta a dueling blade. Oh, I heard Vasher Bob Vavetta a dueling blade. And I said, Bob? And Who's you, Bob? You couldn't piece together that that word was probably well, not Bob? I think, <laughs> I Every word in that sentence no. made sense to you except for Bob. And you're like, listen. why did you say Vasher Bob Vavetta? No, okay, listen. I assumed <laughs> you meant that Vasher Bob Vavetta a dueling blade. <laughs> But you said Bob, I thought, and I got very confused. He wants her to learn it. The chapter ends. Yeah, theory time. We already kind of talked about the theories. Let's go to rank the characters. I am, I am ready to rank. Hashtag ready to rank. I've done a lot of talking this chapter, so I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, I, am, I haven't done much talking because my chapter was four sentences long. So I am going to <laughs> quiet the heck down and let Sydney lead the ranking. Oh boy! All right. I, I have to say it, the prompt, I have to say it. Now it's time to rank the characters. Woo! 
Okay. All right. Here's our week 18 list. You ready? Ready. So it goes. Siri, Susabron, Vivenna, Vasher, Larmar, Lightsong, Nightblood, Blushweaver, Bluefingers, Allmother, Hoyd, Maidservants, Hopefinder, Thame, Mab, Fafin, Rira, Ashu, Paxson, Nanrova, Lolan, Gagaril, Trelodes, Fran, Rariv, Yarda, Mercystar, Grebel, and Hana, Fab, Babebed, Dedalan, Lifebluster, Truthclaw, Weatherlove. And then our Wish You Were Dead tier. Cads, Jules, Tongfa, and Denth. And then our actually dead tier, we have Claude, Parlin, Var, Lemix, Taff, Hallen, and Stripper Butthole. The best character in this book, Stripper Butthole. <laughs> you mean the worst? Yeah, he's in the he's in the <laughs> he's bottom in the bottom most thing. Of the tier that of people who have ate it, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, that's the tier of the people who have ate it. Yeah, um, that's true. All right, so now it is time to start ranking week 19. I'll go through, here are the characters that uh, we saw in the first chapter. Siri, I think Siri stays at the top. I agree. And I think Susabron stays underneath her. And number two? Yeah. Sam, all right. Susabron. Lightsong, don't think he needs to move. Actually, I uh, he doesn't do anything. He stays where he is. Yeah, Light Song, literally all he did was get mentioned. Like, he didn't do anything. And then Vasher and Vivenna, I think they swap. I think, also, I think like, they swap. I like. I mean, I like Vasher better than Vivenna. That's it. Um, he's cool. Yeah, that's fair. And I feel like Vasher's also kind of nice. Yeah, he seems like he's actually kind of nice. Surprisingly enough. Yeah. Were those the only characters we that's saw? That's literally it. <laughs> every we character we really, saw, literally the every only thing character that we saw is in the top five. And the only <laughs> thing that changed is three and four swapped to four and three. <laughs> we didn't really see Nightblood. Oh, and, and now he gets the, mentioned that he's there. Wait, he doesn't do anything, so he can't really move Nightblood because he doesn't do anything. And the issue is now I have to do a, a, a reading of the almost identical list to what the listeners just heard literally once. Here's the thing I can do, Sid, Sydney. I'm what? Just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your recording from just a second ago if you're reading this list. Uh-huh. I'm gonna, the only edit I'm going to make is I'm going to swap Vasher and Venna, and I'm going to play it again. And that's going to be inserted right mm-hmm. Here. Siri, Susabron, Vasher, Vivenna, Larmar, Lightsong, Nightblood, Blushweaver, Bluefingers, Allmother, Hoyd, Maidservants, Hopefinder, Thame, Mab, Fafin, Rira, Ashu, Paxson, Nanrova, Lolan, Gagaril, Trelodes, Fran, Rariv, Yarda, Mercystar, Grebel, and Hana, Fab, Babebed, Dedalan, Lifebluster, Truthclaw, Weatherlove. And then our Wish You Were Dead tier. Cads, Jules, Tongfa, and Denth. And then our actually dead tier, we have Claude, Parlin, Var, Lemix, Taff, Hallen, and Stripper Buhl. And so that's our uh, tier list. It looks near identical on our sheet. It's Yeah, which is kind of funny, actually. Because that's actually the first time that I think, like, either no characters have been added or, like, nothing's changed. I feel like normally, like, something at least changes a little. Yeah. But that this week, nothing it's nothing changed. all the same. And so uh, that's the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, reminder, next week we are reading chapters 47, 48, and 49. Did I even say that at the beginning? I don't even think I did. No, nah, but it's good. They'll figure it out. Yeah, so 47, 48, 49. Make sure you've read those or else you know what happens. Sydney will tie a rope to you when thrown. Uh um, that's the only. Okay, I guess. <laughs> the first chapter, the only. There's no bad in the first chapter. Siri will have bad dreams about you. Like, you mean my, uh, did you just call me Siri again? <sighs> Colton. <laughs> sit, sit, read the chapters, or Sydney will dream scary things, and it'll be your fault. Um, it'll be your fault. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Remember. 
by Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Yes, that'll be our next book. So again, that's that's Fairy Tale by Stephen King, spelled the way you'd probably expect it to be spelled. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's the cover is really pretty too. Good. Uh, uh, so it's good sure for you go by that. Good for shelves. Shelves. Um, I mean, it's a good book too to read. Yeah. Obviously, we, we wouldn't be doing it exactly unless you all hate my judgment, which would be really sad. If we get into this, let and us know like, if you this. hate our judgment, and we'll, <laughs> we will say yeah. screw you. Speaking of letting us know, um. We have an Instagram page now, if you guys didn't know that, so go Follow check it out. It. It's simply Fantasy Book Club Podcast. That is the um, the username, so go check it out. Um, we post on there updates like when episodes go out. Um, I post, like, we do um, little, like, short little audio clips. If you haven't, you know, listened to the episode yet, that kind of gives you a reminder, like, hey, here's this thing that happened. Go check it out, because they're all sure you're going to miss this. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, just announcements and stuff, so... Worth yes. it's worth following. It is worth following. It's pretty good. I think I do a pretty decent job of making. Yeah, we posts. did. A, we did a great job with it. Well, <laughs> yeah, we, it's good. Sydney did a great job with it. Uh, yeah. Follow, well, you helped too. F- click the other links in the description. We'd appreciate it. Yes. And uh, while you're at it, um, also out. make sure you go check out Alesia, who makes our intro and outro music. Um, as I say every week, that is A L E Z E I A on Spotify. He's a good artist. His music is great. It and is you're, good. You're about to hear it in just a second after I say love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show is over.